Tang stepping up. It would have been a pep talk for him from the coaching staff at halftime. Lovely pass allowing D'Agostino to face forward and wriggle his way through. Nick D'Agostino with a massive goal for Australia. Australia are through. The 12 year wait is over. The Oli Roos return to the Olympic stage at Tokyo 2020. Hello and welcome to the Oli Roos podcast, where we take football fans inside camp in Japan to help you get to know our players that little bit better. My name is Chris Carulli, and on this episode, we chat with Lockie Wales. As a sport crazy kid on the central coast, Lockie tells us how he grew up idolising athletes from many sports as a youngster. The speedy winger runs us through how he developed his pace sprinting on the sand and the special moments that arrived as he came through at the Central Coast Mariners. He would then trade the beach for the big smoke at Melbourne City and Western United, where he built up some valuable match minutes with Tokyo in sight. He's another player who was promoted from train on to full squad member status in the recent weeks, and he tells us all about what it means to truly become an Olympian. We hope you enjoy our chat with Lockie. Lockie Wales, thanks for your time. Congratulations on being part of the Oli Roos squad set for Tokyo 2020. How have you found the first few days in camp? Yeah, it's um, it's been a really enjoyable time with the boys. Um, a really good bunch of people here and we've just been working pretty hard and getting a bit of volume in the legs and just enjoying each other's company. So it's been a good few days. I think most of the boys are in camp now. I think we're only waiting on one or two. So, yeah, it's been a really good start. Of course, catching up with some boys that you've played with over the years and obviously played against this season, it must be nice to sort of reunite with a lot of those guys. Yeah, for sure. I think I've played either junior football or played with most of the players here, which is um, nice to see, you know, um, kind of following their stories as well over the years and good to see them here as well to enjoy the experience. Obviously, you played your part in qualifying a long, long time ago now, it feels like. How did you deal with that challenge of, you know, keeping keeping form and keeping faith and trying to, you know, make sure you stayed in the conversation like this season? Yeah, I think my last game was in Cambodia, which was the first um, qualifying tournament, so... Yeah, it was, it was obviously difficult to, you know, miss the matches for the year there. And um, obviously speaking to Arnie, he said, I'll never put you a line through you. So just go back to your club and keep working hard. So, yeah, I, you know, when he gave me the call, it was um, just, you know, a great moment for myself and the family. And I was just stoked to be here. Yeah, awesome. And before we chat more about Western United and the clubs you've played at, it's nice to go sort of back to the start of your football journey obviously born and raised on the central coast coming through there playing for Terrigal United I believe was football always the sport for you growing up yeah I mean um on the central coast there's a lot of sports uh you've got um surfing nippers and soccer was my chosen sport a lot of my family members played rugby league but I didn't grow enough to play that so it was um always soccer in the sun in the winter and um nippers in the summer so uh, yeah, it was it was good growing up there. You um, you know, you got you got the beach there, and you're always seen to be outside and active. So, yeah, started off at Terrigal United and had a great couple of years there, and really enjoyed it. Something tells me you might have been a, a decent beach sprinter. What which surf club were you part of, and and was that part of kind of your development? Yeah, it was. Um, that's where I think I get my speed from. Was the beach flags? I won three state medals from under eights to under eleven. So. 
um, in the beach flags, which was my club was Wamberal Surf Life Saving Club. So um, for a little surf life saving club to have someone do that, it was they made me feel like a superstar. But it was just um, you know it was good experience growing up at the beach and. You know, kind of playing different sports helped me, you know, enjoy soccer. Moving on, I guess, to the Central Coast Mariners, and that's where you, you made your A-League debut and you had Paul O'Connor coach who's an Olympian himself as a player. And he obviously put his faith in you to give you those games. Is he someone that played an important role in your development? Yeah, definitely. He, um, he was a very good coach. Uh, technically, he worked on me a lot and uh, saw something in me when I was playing for the youth team and, you know, gave me my first run of senior games, which any coach that kind of gives you that confidence to go play first-team football, that you always owe them something. And, yeah, he was a great person to learn off. And from everyone's accounts, he was a top, top player. Yeah, he was a he was a very good man for giving me those games. And then sort of moving forward, you, you made the move down to Melbourne City and had last season a, a grand final appearance and played alongside, of course, the likes of Glover, Metcalf, Atkinson, boys, you linking back up with um but moving down south to victoria how, how did you adjust to that move yeah it was pretty eye-opening for me um you know a coasty boy kind of living in a city was you know difficult at the start to get my head around but um i really enjoyed my two seasons there um obviously the first season with warren joyce and the second season with Mombet. They were two very different coaches, but I learned a lot off both of them. So, And playing with the boys, you know, it was unfortunate. When I was there, we couldn't win the grand final that year, but it was good to see them go on this year and get it done. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they're probably still talking about it around the, yeah. around the camp. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving then from there to Western United, playing like your teammate who I had a chat to recently in Dylan Piraeus. You've also played in a few different roles and different systems during your time there. How have you enjoyed building up the minutes playing playing with that club? Yeah, it was a good move for me just to get um, some more minutes in my legs and you know, link up with some experienced players like Diamante. So the opportunity to go there was was a good one, I thought. And, you know, despite it being a difficult season, it was a positive kind of season for us. Young couple of boys that got a lot of game time there and um, managed to grab a couple of goals, which is always good. And, yeah, just keep working at your craft. From there, obviously, as you said, it was a decent season, to say the least, personally, and that's what led to, to this call-up. Um, initially, it was as a train-on player, and obviously that's changed now. How big of a moment was that when you found out that not only you were going to Tokyo, but you were now officially in the squad? Yeah, it was um, kind of a weird phone call with Arnie. You know, he told me I was going to the Olympics as a train-on, which I was still over the moon with, just be part of the squad. And then he did mention that there was a higher possibility that the squad would be getting changed. So, um, yeah, to now be a full Olympian is like something I'm very proud of and my family's very proud of. So... Um, yeah, hopefully I can take the pitch and get a couple of minutes out there with the boys and uh, rip in. Yeah, for sure. And um, is that something you then had to, I guess you enjoyed the opportunity to share with your family back home once you found out? Yeah, I um, yeah I called my old man and um, he was pretty happy. He just said it's a, you know, things happen for a reason and it's probably an opportunity for you to train hard and always the thought of knowing you can play is probably better than the thought of, not being able to play. So I um, always try and pride myself on my attitude to keep my head down and working hard. And you never know what can happen once you're here. Mm-hmm. And you've already played for Australia a few times over the years at the, the youth levels. Do you remember 
The first time you were caught up? The uh, first time I was caught up. I think we, this whole Ollie Roo started in a camp in Canberra maybe three years ago. So um, that was a pretty good experience going down to the AIS with all the all the boys from that are still here now, really, most of them. And uh, we did a two-week training camp down there. And it's the first time I really... Um, Got coached by Graham Arnold and Clarkie and all the team here. So that's probably my earliest memories of the Oli Roos and that camp. And then obviously to help with the qualification, even though it was early, um, you know, top experience. And I think I played a few games against New Zealand, which um, were enjoyable to play in front of your family at. Pretty fun. That was also when your, your first goal for Australia came. Probably wasn't the most glamorous goal in, in yeah. how it went in, but um, I'm sure it must have been a big moment nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, they all count for the same, which is lucky. Uh, I think, um, yeah, the keeper kind of made a mistake and I was just lucky enough to be there. But, um, yeah, it was a good moment and all the boys kind of got around me and something no one can ever take off me. And, um, yeah, something I'm very proud of. Yeah, now um, from that, coming into the Olympics as a whole um, and as, like, a spectacle and, you know, the biggest sporting event in the world, is it something that you watched growing up? Yeah, definitely. I think I was three when the 2000 Olympics were on and um, my old man and my mum didn't want to take me to the stadiums or anything because I was too small. But you always grow up with Cathy Freeman, the 400 metres being replayed and watching people like Ian Thorpe swim. Um, you know, I was into all kinds of sports and the Stephen yeah. Bradbury moment's probably the one that stands out where everyone fell over and he just come flying through, gets a gold. So, yeah, there's some awesome moments there that, uh, you know, to say you're an Olympian's pretty amazing. Yeah, and then to look at the, this tournament and not only the Olympic side of it, but also the footballing side and some of the countries that you guys are going to come up against, um, I'm sure that just adds to the experience, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, they're some of the biggest football nations in the world and, you know, hopefully us Australians can shock the world in these games and we've got a really strong belief here with all the players and all the staff that we can do something special. Yeah, and all the fans back home are certainly hoping for that. One last question that I've asked a lot of the boys already and everyone has their different take on it because of how they've experienced their careers so far and it's a simple one. What does it mean to you to pull on the green and gold? Oh, it means everything. Um, you know, all the sacrifices, my parents, um, my brothers and sister and, you know, my partner now that have made for me over the, over the last, you know, 22 years of my life. It's, um, you know, it means as much to me as it is to them. And um, to put on that shirt, you know, you're representing all those people that have supported you and tried to get you to this point. And once you put on that jersey, there's a different kind of feel in your body and, Sing the, to sing the national anthem against uh, with 11 of your best mates is pretty cool and something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, everyone I'm sure involved is looking forward to it. Um, lucky, thanks for your time and all the best. Legends, appreciate the it. Cheers, come. mate. Thank you. That's all we have time for in this episode. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this one, make sure to check out all of our exclusive Olympic-themed content. From podcasts to in-depth reads and everything in between, we've got you covered ahead of Tokyo 2020. So get behind the team and until next time, go the Ollie Roos.